Hi. Uh, welcome uh, to For the Girls podcast. I am Nick Westrave. Yep. And I'm Jason Black. Um, this is the premier international queer diva podcast where all the LGBTs and Qs come to stand their queens. Yeah, this is trademarked, so... <laughs> so step back. <laughs> There's been, like... So step back, because we are also lawyers. <laughs> we, <laughs> you got that COVID online law school that we yes. just did. It's a three-week <laughs> certification, so we'll sue your ass if you try to have another Diva podcast. That's right. Turns out, I'm a lawyer. Mama? Mama, I'm a lawyer. <laughs> Send the news home. I represent divas in court. <laughs> court divas. That's a good start. Um, who's, this, um, who's this podcast for, Jay? Um, is this where we do the bits? Mm-hmm. This is your bits. Okay. Well, this is. I'm going to start with this one. This is a podcast for all kinds of ghosts on Mars. Ooh. This is a podcast for stewardesses shopping for new suits. Uh, this is a, po- a, um, a podcast for beauty queens, um, this pageant is, queens. This is a podcast for original female action icons. This is a podcast um, for eternally restarting that career and coming back better. That's right. Comeback queens. This is a comeback queens. Who's our guest this, this week, This is a Jason? podcast. Oh, wait. What, what babe? Who's our guest <laughs> this week? It. Yeah, that's it. You're done. Uh, okay. <laughs> you didn't like I know you love that bit so much. You want to do it forever. <laughs> this is a podcast for all that. And I thought that was a pretty good one. Yes, yeah. Will you type? Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I know. I do love that bit. It's real fun. Um, okay, we have a return. This is our first returning this is our all-star. Um, I, d- I don't think... because I, Did I cry after this interview, right? You I cried just in cried, it. right? You cried in it. Yeah, or I cried in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, then I cried afterwards because she was so amazing. Um, it's Miss Latoya Morgan. Hi, La- Hello. Hi, Latoya. Welcome uh, back, returning champion. <laughs> yes, loved, I'm so psyched. We've loved all of our guests. We do. We absolutely love all of our guests, but uh, with Latoya... When Nick and I try to beat out the schedule, <laughs> and if we have a blank, we'll just like Latoya anything. Okay, Latoya anything. <laughs> Christmas, St. <laughs> Patrick's Day, Latoya. We'll just if we have to, we could. We'll just pull out of a hat, a diva hat, and we'll just call Latoya up. It was. It was kind of like I that, love okay? it. So. I love it, and the feeling is mutual. I had such a great time. Oh, I'm like, yeah. we could have talked for hours. I know. Luckily, yeah. we did. Well, especially about Betty Davis. Could've. Oh my God, the queen. The Come queen. On. And we're going to talk about another queen today. Who are we talking about today? The greatest of all time. Come on. Come on. The most beautiful. The queen. The most badass. Pamela Suzette Greer. Yes, it's Pam Greer week, finally. Yes, I'm finally. So I wish her middle name was badass. I feel like you can't say badass without <laughs> Suzette saying Suzette is that. pretty amazing, though. But it should Suzette's be like awesome. Pam Suzette badass Greer. <laughs> Um, first, yeah. first, before we start in on Pam Greer, uh, Jay, do we, do you have any diva news? No, I'm, I'm, I have I'm ill news. prepared. Okay. Um, well, I, maybe I do. I don't fucking know. And it's a Pam Greer adjacent diva news. I just wanted to say rest in peace to the great Phyllis Somerville, Pam Greer's co-star in our favorite film of all time, Palms from 2019. <laughs> Seminal um, work of For the seminal- Girls podcasting. <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> Uh, Phyllis uh, is a great, was a great actor who starred in Little Children and Palms and a million great movies. And she passed away in New York City. And she um, was someone I knew personally. And she was uh, very good friends with many friends of mine. And I had worked with her. And 
I was just real bummed this week that we lost her. And so rest in power, Phyllis. We love you. Yes, rest in power. And I would say, too, even though not a diva, uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, the other day we lost a, a legend, an icon, a hero, the great Representative John Lewis, mm-hmm. and also the great Reverend C.T. Vivian, two icons of the civil rights movement. May they rest in peace. Two hymns that were for. We've been talking a lot about yeah. hymns because we are always for the girls, but these are two men that we actually stand supremely. Yes, yes. Uh, it's, 2020 can just uh, poop away. I am. <laughs> but here's what does. I'm not for. <laughs> 2020, no. 2020 is just, it can burn. It, can it burn. is a hot ass, a hot ass mess. Should, we need Pam Greer, Pam badass, Susanna Greer, Greer to shoot it up. <laughs> She's the only person who could save us from She's, this. Yeah. From she truly is. She truly is. <sighs> let's talk about our Latoya Diva news. We have to. Oh, we do have Latoya. Yes, let's celebrate this Diva since because from the last time you came on, this you... is a good news, Latoya. I got no, I got <laughs> I get no good news on my feed, but when I started seeing your information blowing up, my heart like grew just a little bit more like the you know from my Grinch heart that it is now in 2020. So let's celebrate Latoya. <laughs> yeah, will you tell us about what's going on with you and um, a small a startup company called Warner Brothers? uh this tiny little company called warner brothers um yes i am so grateful that i get a chance to uh be in business with them you know i got an overall deal with them for the next uh three years i'm going to be working on some really fantastic shows um one of them is called duster that i'm doing with uh another small uh unknown named jj abrams uh for your mentoring (laughs) <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my god who is lovely and amazing and incredible um and i also got to start a small production company as well called tinker toy productions where i'll, I'll get to produce uh, a lot more projects and bring in new artists uh to work with the studio so i'm very very excited about it fuck yeah duster duster yeah. is a bit of a heist movie isn't it or is it a show or yeah. movie it's a TV show. It's a TV show, and it's about like this gutsy uh, getaway driver for this crime syndicate, and it's set in the 1970s. Is it going to be Pam Greer? Like, yeah, this is giving me on, vibes man. what we're talking about. I feel like I need Pam Greer to come be on the show. That's all. Ah! I'm just going to put it out there. I'm oh. putting it in the universe. <laughs> cross yes. fingers, because she's amazing, and, and of course, of, of this era, and so awesome. And it's on our new favorite channel, Purple HBO. <laughs> yes, HBO Max. <laughs> uh, and, and Nick calls it perfect HBO, but I call it classy HBO. I feel like I'm, I feel like I live in you know a house, a house as opposed to a shanty apartment. <laughs> yes, yes. I live in a real it's, house when I'm watching listen, my HBO Max. And it's that classy. logo is sexy. It's classy and sexy. Oh, classy speaking sexy. of purple HBO, they have classy, sexy films too. They you know do. what I mean? It's <laughs> they not do. just like. It's not just like that weirdo 2007 like tr- like trash. No, it's not the 99 <laughs> stuff from band. the 60s, honey. It's like yeah, they exactly. have some good shit. Speaking yeah. of, I've been watching my diva news. It's also I've been watching uh, for the first time the leftovers on Purple Age. Oh, it's your first time. Mm-hmm. I've never, never seen it, so. it, and I thought that it maybe wouldn't be the tea for watching it uh, show about the apocalypse during the apocalypse, but it turns out it's yeah. oddly comforting. Really? I, I found it, it, when I watched it, it was so uh, dark. So yeah. I was like, oh my God. But I may be misre- misremembering it. Oh, it's it. dark as fuck. However, 
Is it? Okay, yeah. okay. But you find it comforting during the quarantine? I guess. Maybe, maybe it's just like looking at other people dealing with circumstances that are completely um, just so out there and you're watching. And it's also so many divas. You've got Queen judging Amy. You've yes. got Queen Aunt Lydia. Yes. You've got Queen, yes. Queen Annie McDonald. You've got oh Queen God, Elf Queen Liv Tyler. You've got Queen Regina King. And yes. you've got so many people. You've got the queen from the West Wing with the blonde hair, uh, Josh Lyman's friend. What was her name? Janelle. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Maloney? Janelle Maloney? Janelle Maloney, yes. Yes. So yes. many great actresses. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm finding it comforting. Maybe it's a weird <laughs> form of depression cutting that I'm doing. But thank you, Purple no, HBO. It's, it- Maybe it's comforting because it's like, oh, well, like a billion people haven't disappeared into bubbles yet. (laughs) Right. So maybe it's kind of like, well, that hasn't happened. Yeah. We're we're still here. Right. We're still here. There's something, you know, worse maybe. There's hope. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Pam Greer. This is the time. The time is now. This is the time. This is is the Pam hour. Um, Latoya, tell us about the first time you saw Pam Greer. Wow. The first time I saw Pam Greer, um, was actually a cable rerun of Coffee. Hmm. And I was never the same after that. They call her Coffee. Because if you jab her, she'll cream you. This is the end of your rotten life. Coffee. The baddest one chick hit squad that ever hit town. All your friends are dead. Why well, kill them all? Coffee. She's got a body men would die for. And lately, a lot of them have. Coffee's black. Coffee's hot. And sometimes as sweet as sugar. I know what you want to, and you're gonna get it. Coffee. Always where the action is. A mean kind of super chick. Who don't take nothing off of nobody. You want me to crawl? You want to spit on me and make me crawl? See Coffee. Rated R. Under 17. Not admitted without a parent. Look out, Harlem. Here comes Coffee. The godmother of them all. I mean, Coffee is such a seminal movie, not just from the 70s, but from her filmography. I mean, she made a few movies before that. I feel like she made maybe four or five small movies before that. But Coffee was the one where I was just completely blown away. I mean, she plays this nurse who is out to get revenge for uh, her sister who's been hooked on drugs and she just, the poster says she's a one woman hit squad. Mm-hmm. And hell yeah, she is. she is. It's like this woman is handling the business. And so uh, I just remember watching that being like, first of all, this is the most beautiful woman I have ever seen. It's not even close. It's not even like, it, it, she is so staggeringly beautiful. It is, it's just hard to look away. And then she's playing this really every woman. You know, it could have been like my mom or, you know, one of my aunts or she's anyone. She's a nurse, that, right? Yeah, she yeah. plays a nurse. And she's such a, it wasn't like she was a tough cop who's like, you know, going to take care of business or, uh-huh. you know, some secret spy. She was a regular woman. And that is part of the reason why I was so drawn to her is you could see how a, a, a normal person could do extraordinary things. 
I also think dealing, you know, I think especially right now that feeling of I want to do something, I want to change something, but I don't know how. Yeah. And watching yeah. this person dealing with these extraordinary circumstances and just being like, here's how. <laughs> Yeah, how, you yeah, know, with just, a fucking sawed-off so shotgun. That's how I'm gonna do it. Yep, that's how. <laughs> exactly. That's one way how. Oh yes, oh yes. And so from that moment on, uh, I had a poster of coffee like Did on you my really? wall. Oh yeah, I had it on my wall before I went to film school. And when I went to film school, I would look at that poster every day. I went and say, I want to be like Pam Greer. Truly. Um, she was that inspirational to me. And then of course I went back and watched all her other movies. You know, I started to watch like um the Big Bird Cage, um, Women in Cages, mm-hmm. um, all those great uh, seminal works, all her work with Jack Hill, um, American International Pictures, like all that stuff. And um, I just was blown away by her growth as well. You know, we'll get into that in a little bit. But, you know, when she started, she wasn't really trained. Um, she was really new to the business. She was just like and a beauty we- queen out of Colorado, right? Yes. Such a beauty queen. Such a beautiful... like. We'll get to that beauty queen story, which I find hilarious. That she came in like first runner up. I'm like, in what world is, is she Pam Greer? Anyone's a runner up. <laughs> anyone's runner up, uh, which is hilarious. I also love that the, I think it was called like like it was like Colorado um, Universal or something. I was like, why is it Universal? <laughs> why does Colorado have a like a universe? Oh no, contestant. I'm like, I love that. Funny. I love that clip that you sent. Her, her gown, right? Yeah, yeah, she uh she went on uh Jay Leno, I believe, and she told the story of how her mom had encouraged her to get into beauty pageants because she was very shy, yeah. which of course is like the irony that she could have such a great screen presence and be so so uh introverted. And so she did this, she made her own dress because they didn't have a lot of money, and then so she sews this like dress and like she's getting all excited cuz she thinks she's going to win and then the hymn comes out. Uh, no, I didn't win. I came in, I guess, first runner-up okay. in the Miss Colorado Universe beauty pageant, and uh, I won the formal gown competition. I had to make my own gown, yeah. you know. We didn't have a lot of money, and so I thought my mom would hem the gown. She didn't. She thought I'd hem it. Nobody hemmed it. So I won the competition. They were calling me back out to go down the ramp, right? And I'm jumping up and down. I can't believe I... And we look down, and the hem has come out. So we're looking for scotch tape. So, so we end up taping up the hymn, and I get out there and I win you know, scholarship money. Oh, that's know. great! Yeah, for a taped up dress. Well, they are not bad, not bad. Yeah, and I wore it again in another pageant with the tape on it. I just, I wasn't good at sewing. Mm-hmm. And it just showed like her determination, and also that you know she didn't come from means. She didn't come from money. She she came from like a regular you know uh, background, and so and then she rose to incredible heights and incredible stardom, which is a, basically the the most. Uh, true American story. We I we were watching her uh, lifetime intimate portrait, which is something we oh, really yeah. like to do. But she it's told beautiful. she was talking about her mom. She looks great in that portrait. Oh yeah, she she's does. so beautiful. It's that late nineties, Pam. Like I mean, like when does she yeah. not look great? But like I just <laughs> love this. I love I love when when anyone gets gussied up for a lifetime intimate portrait. And oh yeah, just that that's oh, yeah. awesome. But she tells, <laughs> she talks about her mom and how she based coffee on her mom. Because coffee was based on my mother. If she had $5 in her pocket and she has six kids to feed, nobody's going to take that $5 from her. Yes, you could feel the strength mm-hmm. that she was uh, giving to that character. And I love, I had heard that story too, and I loved that she uh, used her mom as sort of the inspiration for that. And how, especially 
black women are the heart of of families um and so she had so many great uh role models to to draw from when she was doing that movie and doing those roles she talks about she i've heard her a couple of times talk about the story about her mother would mow the lawn (laughs) yes (laughs) right and people would be like women aren't supposed to mow lawns look she's being put upon to to, you know to do this her father was in the army i think and so he was away a lot the air force the air force yeah the air force and but her mother was like no the lawn has to get mowed and i'm gonna do it because i can and i really feel like that just that lesson for pam is like i'm going to do whatever i want to do and i'm going to play characters who do the same yeah and she talked a lot about how the vietnam war impacted her family um and there were a lot of men who she knew and who were friends of her family that went away and they never came back because of the war. And so the women had to elevate themselves and do a lot of the things that men would do. And so she's, she was like, yeah, if the roof is messed up, we're going to fix it. Um, if something you need to take care of the, the horses on the farm, we're going to take care of them. So um, they just had to rise to the occasion as, you know, black women always do. Um, we, I watched this great documentary about, black exploitation that Jason sent to me and then Jason couldn't find on YouTube because it disappeared suddenly. <laughs> oh, no. no, within, within maybe a, within like a, sh- this is an unsolved mysteries. I'm going to submit this to unsolved <laughs> mysteries on Netflix. <laughs> it's the doc because I sent it, I sent it to Nick. Nick watched it, told me how great, how great it was yeah. within a, tw- within a 20 minute turnover. It had, fully disappeared from all of the internet. Not even a Google search. Not like even everything. to buy it. What? It's a documentary. So they, they completely wiped it away. Yeah. Wiped it's, it away. It's Within 20 minutes of Nick watching it. It's so weird. That's it's nuts. called It's called Badass, but like Badass with like 10 S's. It's this Oh, yeah. yeah. You know that doc? It's so good. Yeah. And so much, you know, I was, I always thought for some reason that black exploitation meant someone is being exploited. Yeah, which is not the meaning. A lot of, of people think all. that. Not at all. Not at all. It was the yeah. Thing- black exploitation is is like the depiction of. It's more the exploitation is more about the genre of it all, right? So there's like guns, there's drugs, there's gangsters. You know, there's yeah. explosions, and so it's not really about how you're saying. It's not like about someone being taken advantage of or anything like that. And Pam was so, is so great. Is so articulate talking about that and also saying like, we were also being a part of the women's movement and the sexual liberation movement. Like there are all these things like we aren't take, we aren't out of that context just because it's a black film. Like we're still in that context and that's why it's so sex forward and so woman forward. And actually um, she's the only female action star at this time. There was no, Female of well, any Cleopatra race. action star. Listen, that's part of the reason why I wanted to do this episode because I want to cement and plant the flag that Pam Greer is the first female action star. She is. She just paved the way for everyone else before there was Ripley and Alien. And trust me, mm-hmm. I love Sigourney Weaver. I love Alien. But before that, there was Pam Greer. Yeah. And there was nobody else who was doing what she was doing. The stunts that this woman was doing herself, by the way, there was no double. There was no Fuck. other person standing off to the side with an Afro wig on. It was her doing those things, her running down the street. Her, I think she broke her leg 
in, in filming coffee. This woman she was did, and she incredible. Says she painted. She did it all. She painted the cast to match yes. the boot, and they kept going <laughs> yes. for two weeks. Okay. Yes. Yes. That is yes. why badass is in her middle name. Yes. <laughs> is, it, is it that yes. crazy scene where she's being chased by the car? I don't know what scene it was. I just know but she they, talked about it. But they painted it. the cast. They painted the cast going. black to make it look like a boot. And so that she could keep going. Yeah. And she still did it. I mean, come on. Like, there is, like, uh, she, she, just, she just is <laughs> the act. When you think of action star and you think of woman, your first name that you should bring up is Pam Greer. Yes, because Angelina Jolie is the white Pam Greer. Yes. Charlize Theron yes. is a white Pam Greer. Like, she paved the way for say, them. Yeah, think about every, everyone has been watching Old Guard, mm-hmm. uh, which is directed by the phenomenal, my filmmaker crush, uh, Gina Prince-Bythewood, an amazing, amazing uh, black director, a black woman who has paved the way in films her own way. Charlize Theron is in that movie. She's playing like a version of Pam Greer, like yeah. badass, can fight in any circumstances, has a team around her. I Doesn't mean, die. On. Doesn't die. Also has like an integrity yes. of spirit and intention. Yes. Like Pam's yes. characters in these movies always had such great, they were, she was always righteous in her. It yes. doesn't mean she wouldn't like play a dirty trick on somebody. Totally. Or bring you your lover's dick in a pickle jar. <laughs> balls. That's it was a ball. Hilarious. It was balls. Was it balls? Oh my god. I thought it, I thought it was both. I was oh, it's good really? that I... you don't really see it. I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't want to see it. Well that. because well because she's like, your husband should it should still work or something, <laughs> but like but like she's taken away the option of children, I think. <laughs> From this really horrible couple. Okay, so that is in Foxy Brown for anyone who is not caught up. Who is that crazy woman playing the villain in Foxy Brown? Who is that woman playing the villain? She is weird. She, I don't remember uh, her name. We should look it up so we could throw it in the Zoe Deschanel's mother. (laughs) But she has like the most amazing like stare and delivery, right? Like her eyes, she's like, No, Eddie, later. I want to know what she's doing here. I'll take that big man. Sure. I brought it for you, Miss Pimp. See what it is, Eddie. Well, what is it? I don't know. Looks like a pickle jar or something. Bring it here. the idea the rest of your boyfriend is still around and i hope you two live a long time and then maybe you get to feel what i feel death is too easy for you bitch i want you to suffer first of all staring in every scene like really crazily <laughs> really and crazy then staring. like and then, and then her <laughs> delivery is very weirdly choppy in the weird places it's it's look it's a performance it's, it's quite a performance. I was into the performance. I was like, you're bad. You would scare me. I feel like you're nipping <laughs> off that heroin just a little bit with the, before the girls get it. Before you, I feel like she just like t- takes a little tip off to get those eyes real big and no blink. Like, oh, yeah. She's like, my oh, character yeah. won't blink. Watch. Watch. I'm not going to blink this whole time. 
And that's very scary. It's a very scary thing to do. Um, and yeah, that's, I was into that. I wasn't really into it then when she like, I don't know. Her character, I think she changed her character midway through Foxy Brown. <laughs> she probably did. She was like, look, yeah. I have I notes. Love, I've never seen Foxy Brown and I really liked it. I thought it was Listen, actually to a me, great film. Well, Foxy Brown to me, um, Foxy Brown comes out after Coffee. Um, it repeats a little bit of some of the things that she did like this, in Coffee. Yeah. yeah, but to me, it start, also elevates certain things. So like, the costumes in Foxy Brown, oh. the dresses she wears are mm-hmm. incredible. And I'm like, how? The, like, this woman's figure is just gravity defying. Like, <laughs> it's like, it defies reality. Um, just how beautiful she looks and like, just the, the beautiful bold colors of the costumes. Like, she had so many different, like, hairstyles in it. Um, it really pushed the envelope um, in in fashion and in um, costumes for for movies. I also loved her the setup of the relationship with her husband. Like yeah. it's so sexy. He's like in the hospital, yeah. but he's getting out of the hospital, and she comes in yeah, and she yeah. starts getting sexy with him in the bed. And it's just so normal. It's like it's not these movies aren't afraid of sex, and it's like that's what a yeah. couple would do, you know. Give it. What was you doing? Totally. Giving an HJ when this head's all wrapped up? Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty normal. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do with my boo, who just got like maybe like I would do fucked that. up, and his face is completely in bandages. I'm like, st- he was still got a hand. He Where's the bathroom, baby? He was hot though. They set that up he so was hot. when they kill and then the him. nurse walks in and she sees as a boner. She spanks. She spanks his boner. She's like, I'm not. But then Pam's back there giving eyes. Like, oh, I did that. I did that. I, did I was that. into that. I did that. Okay, wait. I have a fun fact about that nurse, though. I know you've both seen 9 to 5. Yes. <laughs> oh, my she gosh. Are you reading the nurse. Mail? She's the nurse in that scene where they drop off the body. Yes. <laughs> Latoya, we're thinking about doing a 9 to 5 soon. You're reading our listen, mail hard again. Please. A 9 to 5, that is my jam. I will Re- Of listen. course it is. Oh, my gosh. Come on. Well, because- Lily Tomlin. Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda, come on, Dolly Parton. Uh, <sighs> I wouldn't be, be so another sick if Pam like Greer was in that. I feel like oh God, it so that good. would have actually lead, led it to like legic, all kinds of legendary stats. Oh my God, for sure, oh. for sure. Imagine if Pam Greer in a lot of things. She can do comedy because she, she's so funny. She's so funny so in Foxy Brown when funny. she goes to yes. pick up when she goes to pick up her brother at the beginning, and they're driving, and that guy, that thug, that gangster guy, is on the hood of their car. And she's yes. trying to get rid of them. She's hilarious in that scene. She also, where she's making nothing she couldn't do. Where she like can't find the judge's little white peepee. She's like, <laughs> she was like, I need a microscope. Oh my god, it's so oh funny. Gosh. And I'm like, this dude is so dumb. He's not catching on. I'm like, God, like this is not a game. Like, <laughs> well, he's, he's just making. He's like, I can play mean and sexy. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, we're just gonna keep making fun of you. You pig. He's willing to do anything for the possibility of sleeping with Pam Greer. Oh yes, oh yes, even be humiliated, which is hilarious. Will you look at that, <laughs> baby? Is this what you're gonna use on me? What? I mean, uh, I've heard of a meat shortage, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> well, you you gotta. Well, uh, the other girls liked it. Oh, I'm sure I'll like it, but I just can't find it. Claudia, help me find it. I think it's under here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't don't just watch it. Don't roll on it. Oh. <laughs> 
The charge, Your Honor, is assault with a very undeadly weapon. I mean, you talk about your blunt instrument. Well, you're different, all right. I'll say that for you. And you too, little man. But I can play along with a gag as well as the next fella. What happens now? Now we get serious. Love mm -hmm. <laughs> Now you're going to get the real taste of honey. Yeah. You ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You pink-ass corrupt honky judge. Take your little wet noodle out of here, and if you see a man anywhere, send him in, because I do need a man. But also, that scene on that ranch is horrifying. The way that they can I, switch yikes. tone in that movie. It's, it's, it's so I scary. Yeah, I'm trying to think about what was more... That was, oh my God, that was traumatizing to me. Like, that is like... So, this is the disclaimer I'll say to the audience. First of all, it's like... When you revisit these films, there's going to be, let's just say, some language that yeah. is super duper inappropriate. But of course, like of the time, like people all just spoke that way in the 70s. Um, lots of N words, lots of F words, lots of. A lot like, of white that. people saying the N word. Yes. Oh, so many. Yes. So many. Just casually, just let me drop an M bomb here, M bomb there. Um, but the. The action of the films, the story of the films, because at the heart of a lot of the black exploitation films was about like making things right in the community. And so even in Foxy Brown, it's about, you know, avenging the death of a, a federal officer who was trying to make the community better, who happens to be her boyfriend. Um, but yeah, that ranch scene is holy shit, not for the faint of heart. Because I was just like, no, 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 they're going to cut away some kind of way because I was rewatching it <laughs> to prepare for this. And I, I totally forgot, like, the fade out where yeah. that guy is, like, clearly has is going to do something sexually to her. And it's just like, my God. It's... Yikes. So, I mean, with the whip, I... Yeah. I gasped. Whipped. I gasped. Yeah. It was. I, I looked away. And he asked. The whip was literally going around our Pam Greer's face. Like I, that was not a double. That was her doing that scene. Oh, I mean, In, you're getting. Yeah, there's no way you could double that. Yeah, yeah. It was like you could see the whip like wrap around her throat, and then she grabs it, and then he literally pulls her, and he's like yanking her back into the house, and you're well, just like, my god. But I and just, then, I did not know that trick with coat hangers though. <laughs> that you can stab people with it, babe. Oh yeah, you can. You just really... she ripped his like, no, eyes you out can with take that the coat metal coat and poke them on, poke, poke someone with them. Uh, but see, with that, I will say, like with with um, coffee and Foxy Brown, that because a lot of the revenge is shoot, shooting them, shooting them. But yeah. this revenge, I I felt very oh, yeah. fucking she. Yeah. Fucking oh, it was that that was like one of the sweetest revenges. Like oh, yeah. that's the you, payoff. I yeah. You need that payoff. You need that catharsis after after that. Yeah, you need to also watch warning disclaimer on these movies, there is sexual yeah. violence that also happens. Yes. It's not yes. just nudity. There's like always gonna be sexual violence, and unfortunately, a lot of the sexual violence happens to our Pam Greer. Um mm -hmm. yes. Thankfully in this one they don't show it, but they show a lot of groping and stuff like that where you're just like uh, can, can people just get your hands off of her you know yeah and um, i might add this so disclaimer you're... in these clips that we're gonna play that we're gonna layer out throughout this episode will use sometimes use the i mean maybe i'll believe out the n-word i probably will yeah yes i'm gonna believe yeah. out the n-word but also use the gay f-word 
Yes. A lot. Oh, they do use the gay F word a she lot. Pan- oh, like, F-word. They, they use the F word a, F- 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 a lot. Yeah, yes. or like pansy and F word and like lots of N words. And it's like, a way to like F- take F- down like a like a big guy. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. To like call him that is a way to like kind of yeah. cap him a little bit mm-hmm. with yep. his masculinity. But that was the thing about those movies. They were so like no holds barred. Like everything was on the table. Yeah. Um, I think in Foxy Brown. <laughs> And Foxy Brown has the most hilarious um, freaking lesbian bar uh, fight that yes. I've ever seen. <laughs> There's iconic lesbi- lesbians in both and in coffee too, right? Yeah. Yes. yes what are the yes, lesbians yes. in coffee? Um. Wait, I'm getting them mixed up. Wait, what's the one in coffee? No, Foxy Brown has a lesbian scene. There's also yeah, if, there's also lesbians in coffee. I'm trying. I just have in my notes. I say these dykes are amazing. Oh, um, I know the one you're talking about when she goes, um, <laughs> first of all, like she, the woman is her pimp and yes. there's a, yes. And so fo- she goes there, I keep saying Foxy, a uh, coffee goes there to like ask her some questions and there's this little white woman that's in the house and they start to mm-hmm. get in a fight. And then this oh. black woman comes in and she's like the pimp and she's like, I leave you here to like go uh-huh. turn a trick. And now you're with this be and then like all of a sudden like they just start fighting. And, yeah, like, it's this huge again, fight I'm, and, Fox, <laughs> like and coffee gets away. And cause she runs out, and she they break some tables, and you know and throw like some break punches. Break glasses, right? Isn't there like yeah, they, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She she breaks she breaks a bottle, is like gonna cut her. It's like so good. That scene is hectic. That scene is hectic. But I oh, loved yeah. all this oh, like yeah. lesbian representation in these movies. Yes, 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 yes. Was... Yeah, we you had like the bar fight though is 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 hilarious because um, this the woman I'm like who <laughs> this uh, white woman with this crazy like. It's like very a, uh, crazy haircut. It's like a blonde mullet. <laughs> yes, she comes up to like Pam Greer is like, Hey, wait a minute, bitch. Why don't you go find one of your own? Now you wait a minute. This is none of your business. This is skinny. Before you start talking tough, I better warn you, I got a black belt in karate. Why don't you get out of here quietly? They still got some teeth left in that ugly face. Black belt and bar stool. And then the whole bar. bar stool. And then the whole bar just starts fighting and it just it's just hilariously cool. I also love the I don't know if I think it was like a slogan on the radio that they would always use, where they would say, Have no fear. Pam Greer is here. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I kind of want that to be the new well, I keep talking about tattoos, I'm gonna get down my forearm. Maybe yeah. that'll be fun. You oh, know that's what a good one. Come on. As we, even though we keep talking about Pam Gurr being a badass, I think the, I think, I think badass means like, yeah, like there's a lot of energy to it. But I think what doesn't, what also has to be said, is how fucking cool she is. Like just, yeah. Like that's what makes her to me so sexy, and that you can't keep her eyes off her is that she's just so comfortable in the moment in these gowns. It's as if like you know like. When you see this gown and anyone else, it's like, oh, they're wearing a gown and they may look uncomfortable or like they're having to go to an event and they can't wait to take it off. It's as if that gown just, you can drape anything on Pam Greer. Oh, yeah. It's like most, just heaven. Oh my, most of the time, those people that are wearing those gowns, the gowns are wearing them. Like exactly. wears the gown. Yeah. Effortlessly wears the gown. Like so it just, good. Oh, it's so good. Oh, and I, I'm I, Latoya is right. In Foxy Brown, the lighting, everything is just optimal. The most gorgeous, 
depiction of a woman badass I I really think I've ever seen. It's just stunning. It's so good. And like how she is almost like they give each outfit an entrance in a way. There's like the, the iconic like powder blue dress that she's wearing when she comes down the stairs and like she pauses and looks at like the crazy lady's boyfriend and you're just like yes that's how you walk into a room is is like that i love she's this she's this avenging angel in these two films you know yes always and then you know later on she plays something you know really different like one of my other favorite pam greer movies is uh friday foster And in Friday Foster, you know, she plays a photographer for Glance magazine. Glance. (laughs) I know Glance. (laughs) Not Luck, but Glance. (laughs) (laughs) And she um, happens to uh, go to a, she's assigned to go to the airport to take some photos. And there's this bit, this uh, almost like the black, um, let's say like Mark Zuckerberg or like, like a, a billionaire type of guys is getting off of a plane and he's almost assassinated by these crooked cops. And so she's there, happened to be there in the, in the wings and she's taking pictures with her, with her camera and she gets photos of those guys. So now of course she's a target. And so she's also trying to take them down because, you know, justice, she has to get justice. And uh, it's just a great story where you get to see her in a, in a different capacity because she's not um it's a different type of avenging angel you know she's not like doing this for a family member she's doing it because this is the right thing to do for society and in the community and using her camera instead of her shotgun yes yes and still lots of stunts Mm -hmm. you know her running um Lots of, you know, body work. You know, she gets in this fight with Carl Weathers, who's the co-star of it, who most people will know from Rocky. Um, The great Yafet Koto is also in it. People will know from Alien. Homicide Um, Life on the Street. Yes, Homicide. Yes, yes. So, so good. And, like, such phenomenal Black actors on screen. Um, It's just such a, oh, how could I forget? Eartha Kitt. Is also oh yeah, um, Kid. yeah. <laughs> the greater the kid is in there. I mean, come on, it's just so good. It's like these are the types of films where you got to see um, actors stretch and really, um, you know, at the height of their careers, do some really amazing stuff. Mm. You, you know, um, Pam talks about how after she did the her run of black exploitation films, she just kept getting the same script over and over again. There, there was yeah. a couple. There was that film we talked about. There was the one with um, Paul Newman. Um, oh yeah, um, Apache. Apache. Fort, the, Fort Apache. Fort Apache. Yeah. The Bronx. Fort Apache in the Bronx. Yeah. And but like but other otherwise she was just kind of being offered the same the same roles. Obviously, like you know, still always roles are you know not there for black women and pam was yeah. really suffering with that in the 80s by the time the 80s i mean she was even yeah. talking about going back to school for a while pam mm-hmm. grew you all like if you listen to her interviews she is not just everything we've said but she is extremely smart and she's she brilliant science she's, yeah, she was yeah she was economics yeah yes she was and study study science um she wanted to be a, a, a veterinary doctor um, back in the day, so and yeah, she'll she's talk very about smart. it. Mm-hmm. She'll like, yeah. she, and, she, and it's not like, oh, I might, I, you know, oh, I just maybe will. She is very honestly like, I could have gone back to school and been so happy because I just love, <laughs> truly, right? Yes, like, she yes, yes. Really loves to use her brain like that. Um, and she, um, she 
uh, used horses for therapy a lot for herself. Um, she experienced some sexual trauma when she was a child um, and when she was older. Um, and so the, her animals were very much uh, therapeutic for her. And so she still does that with other people to help them use horses. And, well, and she and got one of like her booze horse. <laughs> I know. Yes. Yes. Richard yes. Pryor. I know. Judy Pryor Pryor, she loves, she yeah. loves horses. Yeah. Yes, Pam Greer, so all of you know, had a very famous love affair with Richard Pryor. Yes. Because they made, um, what's that film called? It's a movie called Grease Lightning. Grease Lightning, right, where he's a race car driver. Yes, first black race car driver. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of one of her first roles after, like Jay was saying, after all the black exploitation films, that she was also doing something very different. And you were saying this earlier, and I love this about her too. She was genuinely even though she was so smart and could do all these other things, she was genuinely interested in deepening her craft and making herself better and taking these challenges. I love the story she tells about uh, auditioning for Fort Apache, the Bronx. So they flew me to New York and I did the research. And I was on 9th and 10th Avenue watching the hookers being picked up by the truckers. I went to shooting galleries. It was like a nightmare, a living nightmare. And I went out and bought this blonde wig and cut one of my skirts real short, put on a red garter belt and stockings and, and some, got some real cheap sandals off of 42nd Street and a baseball jacket and a halter top, made up gaudy, very hard. And for three days, I practiced this character doing a whole monologue of all my scenes in the room. I cleared out all my furniture in the hotel room. They thought I was crazy. And I said, oh, I'm going to make the biggest fool of myself and I'll never work again. They'll know I can't do it. She read for us. And it was very moving, very touching, very true. And uh, there was no question as to who would get that role. You can really tell she wanted to get better and hone it because she didn't train. Yeah, and I love I love uh, the arc of that story, too, because, you know, just to, to go back a little bit to Coffee, that movie cost, I think, seven hundred thousand dollars or something like that or maybe I'm, I'm exaggerating how much it was but it ended up making like 10 million dollars yeah. so it was like nothing it was made for nothing and it she became box office and so part of it was that she felt like she kept making these movies and they were making a lot of money but it, they weren't fulfilling her artistically so that's why when she had the chance to do something like Port Apache, she would spend like three days in a hotel, like just going over like all of her lines, you know, going down to the to Ninth Avenue, buying those sandals, you know, making doing her makeup and watching uh, the women who were on the street corners um, just to see how they would act and how they would interact with people so that she could really infuse her role with reality. And so she was just she was so committed. Um, and it was I just wish. Like she did get some opportunities, but I wish more people would give her opportunities to do what we all know that she can do because she's so good at pretty much everything she does. Mm. And she also went back to the stage in the late eighties doing Full for Love, the Sam Shepherd. Yeah, wasn't that in LA? Yeah, in LA. Was weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and come on. Just like if another... you're in the theater, do could, do Sam could Shepard. You imagine, <laughs> you imagine seeing that? Oh. oh my god, I wish. Oh my god, I wish I had seen it. Like I wish they you know how they have it now where they'll record it, like Hamilton. Yeah. You know, they'll record the performances. Damn, I wish they had done that back then. Because no. I would have loved to have seen that. They do that in and New York. They do that in New York all, yeah. for all the plays? No, oh, just like man. if a play is, if it seems like a play is going to be of significance, the the library will come and they'll film it. 
and you can go to the New York Public Library, to the Performing Arts Library, and watch like Angela Lansbury in Gypsy. You know, oh, wow. you That's have great. to like sign it out, and you can't, you know, bring a million people. You can't have like a party, but you have to say like, sure. "I'm doing this for artistic research." But it's That's really it's called cool. for the yes, girls it's... podcast. I am a lawyer. <laughs> 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 Man, I wish they had done that for for that that play because um she ended up getting like nominated for some awards for mm-hmm. it because she was so so good and um it ended up being like a real launching pad to this the second act of her career. Yeah. Okay, so should we so so now we're like into the 90s. Yeah. She's and, she's battled cancer and won. Yes, fine. Well, and yeah, survived. she had 5 years of battling cancer in the early 90s. Yeah. Well, they told yeah. her as as we all as Latoya knows, they told her like you you don't you have like six weeks you have like you have you have less than a year to live. Mm-hmm. She was. Can you yeah. imagine planning that? Well, one of the things she said that got her through that time was um, she became really good friends with the great singer uh, Minnie Ripperton, who uh, is some people may know as Maya Rudolph's uh, mother, mm-hmm. um, and so she. Uh, Minnie Ripperton also had cancer and she ended up dying. And so she she was very good friends with uh, Pam Greer. So she got to see up close, like what it was like. And so um, part of it was, it just helped her appreciate life and to, you know, not take anything for granted and just to be there with her friends and her family as much as she could. And so she like fought like hell and like, she ended up making it to the other side, but she, she would always say like, if someone is, good and as nice as you know Minnie Ripperton she didn't make it she felt like she wasn't going to make it because she was she felt like she was more imperfect um and that's what I love about Pam Greer she doesn't doesn't even know like how what a gem she she is we need to do a diva you should know on Minnie Ripperton yes I love Minnie Ripperton her voice the most incredible voice the most incredible interstellar like like sent from heaven's voice, it's tingly every time I uh, get to listen to my her. God. Yeah, do a dive on that. We'll Angelic. we'll bring we'll bring you that yes. you should know episode. <laughs> yes, yes, I love it. So we got we I found a little gem of Pam's that I didn't even know about called Original Gangsters. Yeah, so good. It's so oh, good. My it's God, so good. This is great, y'all. This is it's such it, a good throwback. Is, it's, it's on so... Amazon Prime. It's a great. It's all these black exploitation stars getting back yes. together as like middle aged. Well, I mean, they're in their forties. Yeah, I guess they're in their forties. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And it's they a great movie. Oh my God! It's like all the the icons. So you got Shaft, you got Richard Roundtree, mm-hmm. um, you got Fred Williamson, you have Pam Greer. Um, oh my god, who else is in there? Uh, is Jim no, not Jim Kelly, Jim, no, Jim Brown is in Jim it. Jim Brown. Um, so you have like all these icons of that, of that, uh, 70s exploitation moment, and then they're coming back and like reviving that. And Fred Williamson, uh, said that he wanted everybody to know that, hey, like, yeah, we did those movies then, but we're still looking good now, so you can still like call us and cast us and, and put us in stuff. So that actually ended up you know, reviving people taking a, another look at Pam Greer. Yeah. And it's again about a group of people trying to do something good for their community. There's this, yep. there's this gang that killed this kid for kind of scamming a basketball game. And my favorite scene is when Pam Greer teaches all the ladies of the neighborhood self-defense. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. See where I hit the chest area? 
I don't want you to hit the stomach area. I want you to hit something that breaks, like the face or the ribs or the kneecaps. This is just like a gun. Don't pull it unless you're going to use it. All right? You got that? We're not button. We're following through. Following through. Right? All right, Kim, come on up here and try something. Annika, where'd you learn all this, honey? I used to be one of the original rebels, and I like baseball. Now, come on. Got a girl. All right, Kim. All right, Mrs. Haver, come on over here now. All right. I thought you told me we won't have to do anything. Mrs. Haywood, I did. The Reverend told me that God said it's okay to be prepared now, didn't he? Yes. Huh? Well, all right, then. I'm going to prepare you, right? All right. Come on. Let me prepare you. All right. Hold it up. It's the most Pam Greer moment. Come on. It's oh. so fun. I also just love it when when like older <laughs> ladies in a movie have like a scene where they get to learn how to fight. It's one of my favorite yes. things. Oh, it's so good. And I mean, come on. Who do you want teaching you that shit more than, than Pam Greer? <laughs> it's perfect. In the movie's just it's just it's just so nostalgic to look back in the at 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 the 90s with the fashion and <laughs> and and the kind of economics that they use. It's just, it's it's a short film and they keep it going and it's just I don't know. I was I would point anyone to watch this film. It's fabulous. I Pam Grew also, a... again, Pam Grew keeps looking, she looks vaguely different and everything, but she is so stunning in this film too. I know uh-huh. we're, we keep using the same words, but oh my gosh, she's just I mean, gorgeous. All you got to do is just go look. <laughs> if there is a person on the planet who doesn't know what Pam Grew looks like, um, which I doubt there is, but if there is, all you have to do is just Google. Just go on there uh-huh. and you, you just see the pictures. Like we are not exaggerating. Like this woman- Amazonian like, goddess. Yes. Statue. She's so she's she's very tall. They um, make, she's I think five eight or they something. They made the she's term statuesque to describe her. That's a fact. Yes. This is also yes. a dictionary podcast. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> um, well, so this was our precursor, right? This was to her biggest comeback to like Yes. Yeah. To the big, big one. Well, first we should talk about Pulp Fiction a little bit because yes. that is a segue into it. So um, in the 90s, you know, like she's, you know, doing, you know, theater stuff, you know, she's doing a few roles, like she did like a movie with Steven Seagal. Um, and then uh, she was still doing theater. And then she was called to audition for Pulp Fiction. And uh, if you remember Pulp Fiction, uh, Eric Stoltz plays like the the drug dealer and he has a wife. Mm-hmm. And I can't even well, I can't remember what the character's name is, but is it no, it's not Bonnie, but it's Mousy. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like he's he had Pam Greer come in and talk to her about the role. And um I guess in his office too, he had like all these posters of like coffee and Foxy Brown and you know, uh, you know, Friday Foster or whatever. A big bird cage, and she was like, "Oh my god, did you put these up because I was coming here?" And he said, "No, I'm actually. I thought I should take them down because I didn't want you to see like what a geek I was about like the movies you were in, yeah. which I thought was very sweet." Um, but he thought he ended up uh, auditioning her for that role, which was a very small role. First of all, I was like, "What?" But he ended up saying, 
not he didn't think she was right for it because he couldn't picture like Eric Stoll's like yelling at her and like you know talking all this shit without like her coming out there and like smacking him up beside the head <laughs> if he if she was gonna yeah. play the wife. And that wife yeah, also has no to do the the adrenaline shot in the heart, right? Yeah. Well, and, no, Travolta does the adrenaline oh, shot, but Travolta she brings it to him. She brings it to yeah, him. So she's she, like, but they're yeah. all waiting there in such fear. Yes. And <laughs> yes. it seems like Pam, it, I understand that. Like, she's almost too strong a presence to be that totally. woman. That woman was, it was Rosanna Arquette did it. And she's yes. so yeah. like, everyone in that Mousy. scene is so terrified of what might, yeah. if Uma might die. Also, like, wouldn't, like, it gives me a panic attack even talking about this, because what if Pam got that, and then we didn't get what we actually deserve? I know. So I would be, so I'm even thinking about, like, this option, I was like, oh, no, if that would have stunted. It's It's such a lesson, though, for my fellow actresses out there. Like, sometimes when someone says, this one isn't right, but we're going to find a way to work together, they're not bullshitting you, like, 1% of the time. Oh yeah, and that oh my god, because that definitely ended up being a blessing in disguise. Because the next time he reached out to her and called her, he sent her a script and a little script called Jackie Brown, Mm -hmm. and he sent it to her for her to read. And this explains her original reaction. She read the script; she thought it was fantastic. You know, it's based Mm -hmm. on this wonderful Elmore Leonard book uh, called Rum Punch. Uh, Clinton had done the thing where he had kind of like mixed it with black exploitation and so it was like really pulpy and cool um and then she read it and she thought like she was supposed to play melanie she was like which role is it for me like is melanie for me and he was like no like you're jackie brown and so it just like it, like her thinking like that wife role from the other movie is like mm-hmm. oh that's what he intends this to be for me but it was no it was for her to be the lead and to really just I can't picture any other person in that role because she just owned every single frame of it. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I Same. I was obsessed. I was obsessed with Pulp Fiction when it happened. And then that's like when I, like all of us became aware of Quentin Tarantino, or, or at least when I did. And then this was the next, his next full movie. And I just, it's one, I think it's the first movie I saw by myself in a theater like I was yeah. like 14 and I went alone <laughs> and I was just, I didn't know Pam Greer at all. And I was like, this is one of the greatest performances I've ever seen it in truly is. my life. I think it's yes. so layered and complicated and she holds all of her cards close to her vest, but yet has everything happening behind her eyes. It's so, yes. it's a mind blowing performance to me. Well, so, I mean, she has to double cross like so many things and you have to keep oh, following yeah. the double crosses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, to, to, and she's the link there, you know, so you, you kind of have, and, and she just, and again, she just does it so fucking cool. This is, this is <laughs> she is so cool in this performance <laughs> like i want to be her i don't even really love airplanes but i want to be a flight attendant <laughs> like her like i i want to have that I, house and i want to have those oh my god like, come on. listen the, there's like just little touches and details that you know i have you know separate issues with with, with tarantino but i think this is for me his best film uh, for many reasons, but there's little touches that he put in from the early black exploitation films that I love. Like just even when you talk about the the music, there's a song called "Longtime Woman," 
that is playing over the jail the jail montage you know when she gets in jail because she gets caught with the drugs and then that's actually first of all Pam Greer singing I'm a long time woman and I'm serving my time I've been locked away so long now I've forgotten my So most people don't know that Pam, Pam Greer was a singer. So Pam Greer sing, was singing that song, but it's a throwback she did, to the she did backup for Slice Alone. No, she just like, oh yes, you're right. You're actually right. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and Jimmy, she and Jimmy did some Hendrix. kind of jam jam session with Jimi Hendrix. Yep. Um, she she sang with Bobby Womack, who his song "Across 110th Street" is at the end of Jackie Brown, which is incredible. But the the longtime woman song is actually the song from the opening credits of the Big Bird Cage, wow. which is um, like one of it. her fir- very first uh, black exploitation movies that she's that she did. And I think the funny part is when you look at the credits, um, her name is like third build, so she's like like way down. It's like some other lady's the star and some other woman. It was like Pam Greer, but it's her voice singing the song. Um, so little things like that, the the the, the tense music. Um, when she does the switch and she has on the new the new outfit, that mu- that music is from Coffee. That music is from oh. like the act the big action sequence in Coffee. And so there's little things like that that I'm like it's, it's gold. It's just such such good you know geek uh, goodness for people who know black exploitation. I also like I, I have this theory about this movie since it's his only adapted screenplay. Mm-hmm. that I like him so much more when he has this restriction where he yeah. can't like wander away onto those long stem winding Tarantino-y things. Cause he has to stay within Elmore Leonard's really yeah. tight plot. Yes. And that like the tension between those two things makes it so good for me. It's like, I yeah. think sometimes artists work better under a bit of restriction, especially in auteur. I also yeah. think that I would think, you know, I think we're in, Tarantino could, ugh, but when he centers his films around women, yeah, and being doing the goddesses work, I would yes. say he doesn't fail. Yes, <laughs> he has only done that twice. Yeah, <laughs> and really but, well, and then, yes, really and well. then he did him well. So maybe yeah. he could focus on that as a, you know, as uh. the next thing. Well, starts. well, the other thing about that movie though, that's my probably my all time favorite thing because I'm such a you know, cinephile and I love old movies and in and of itself, it truly is just a film noir. Yeah. Like she's yeah. a femme fatale. She's a femme fatale. Mm-hmm. You know, she is like, she's wrapping them all around her little finger and none of them are ahead of her at any point in the movie because she's the smartest, baddest motherfucker in the room. I just yes. remember my heart 
pounding, <laughs> my heart pounding in that scene when or she comes back, she's bailed out, and Max Cherry brings her back, and Ordell is there in the dark. Yes. And she turns off that light, and my heart is just pounding, pounding. Oh, it's and so then good. she has put the gun up against his dick. Is that what I think it is? What do you think it is? I think it's a gun pressed up against my dick. <laughs> well, you thought right. Now take your hands from around my throat. What the hell's wrong with you, Jackie? Shut the fuck up and don't you move. Oh, what is this? What the fuck is hey, this, hey, huh? Hey, 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 now that ain't got nothing to do with you. I carry that all the time. You been talking to them police too much. Oh, the police didn't try and strangle my ass. Oh, come on, girl. You know I was just playing with oh, you. Oh, I ain't playing with you. I'm going to unload both of these motherfuckers if you don't do what I tell you to do. You understand what I'm saying? Jackie, stop acting crazy. Do you understand what the fuck I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, woman, damn. Now sit your ass down on that sofa. See? See? Police start fucking with your mind. Start pitting black against black. That's how they do. You know, been doing it since the beginning. Shut your raggedy ass up and sit the fuck down. <sighs> and put your hands behind your head. Come on, this gets silly now. Oh, silly? You want to see some motherfucking silly? If I have to tell you to shut up one more time, I'm going to shut you up. I just came over here to talk to you. To talk? The way I see it, you and me got one motherfucking thing to talk about. One thing. And that's what you are willing to do for me. <laughs> yes, it's so good. Like, oh my god, it's uh, that was the scene that they would always use in the promos, like when they were advertising the movie, because that's literally the only one you could use that doesn't give away the entire plot. Is like when she has the gun yeah. on Ordell when he comes to try Samuel to kill her. Jackson is talking about. He's like, you know, I was pretty cool. I'm not pretty. I'm not pretty phased, but. At- I just completely got thrown out of the scene when I realized I was wrapping my hands around Coffee's neck. And I could not believe that I was seeing this idol that I had paid to go to the movie theater with. And now I'm literally interacting with her. And that's the kind of legendary star for the black community, you know, that I think people also... And and, yeah, it's it's black exploitation, obviously... I think a lot of white people look back and was like, isn't that so awful? Where it's like, well, you don't, well, our whole podcast is talking about, we talk about representation and about Mm -hmm. how important it is just to have representation. Yeah. Representation just to, to, first of all, just see yourselves as people, period, because there were so many movies where you're not even in the background, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And then the people would always talk about Pam Greer in almost in the same way people would talk about like in the 40s, you would talk about Betty Grable or you would talk about Marilyn Monroe or these pinups. Like Pam Greer was like the first black pinup that people could see in movies where they were like, wow, like this is like an icon of cinema. And so, you know, the, at the same time, what I love about her growth as an actress and as a performer is that she was always doing that thing naturally where she was portraying strength, but also this great fragility and this vulnerability. And those are the, the, the actors. That's the same reason why I love Betty Davis is like, you have such strength, but you could also show that you, you know, have such great vulnerability. I think it's that shyness you were talking about with her. She is Mm -hmm. genuinely shy. Yeah. There's something that even though coffee or Foxy Brown or Jackie Brown will pull that gun out, will outsmart you, will outfox you. There's something in her stillness and her yeah. fear. There is an anxiety there. There's a, this this vulnerability that yeah. you, it makes you worry about her. She's not, yes, you and care. she says this in this 
uh, clip that you sent us, she's not a superwoman in these movies. Yeah. She's yeah. a real woman. And the movies you starred in have been called Superwoman movie. No, they, they say Superwoman. I think they get me confused with, they think I've been in Cleopatra Jones and some of these Superwoman films, but I'm not. I'm not faster than a speeding bullet. I don't wear case. I don't fly. If I could fly, then I would be a Superwoman, but I can't. I get out of situations on my own. I'm always getting beaten up or something happens to me. I, I take the licks. You know, I, I get hurt. I even broke my leg in coffee, and we finished the last two weeks of shooting with a cast on. We just painted a boot on it to make it match the other boot. But a superwoman wouldn't get hurt. Nothing would happen. You know, as you see, Superman and Clark Kent and Batman, they never got hurt, right? Nothing fazed them. But it's a young woman who's able to get out of a situation on her own, use her instincts. And as she grows up in a, a, a black partial semi, you know, ghetto, she has to survive. And many times it's gang fights. Uh, girls or uh, young men, want to, students want to take your lunch money. So you got to fight for it. Yes. Who, yes. Using her tools a, to yes. you know, what, what she can do, you know, like she doesn't have, she doesn't have that extra power. She has what she has to survive. Yeah. I mean, like the, at the end of the day, that's like what most like, survivors and smart people do you take the assets that you have and she had many um and you use them to your advantage you know and she was like if if my beauty is a way to get in with these uh uh dark forces that are trying to do bad things to the community like i'm gonna use it that's my way in it was a smart thing for her to do and at the same time as she's doing it because she's not equipped with some special skills like a cop or a detective or, you know, a military person or whatever. She is literally playing a nurse or a photographer or, you know, just a regular person. You are so scared for her. You're like, oh my God, like she can be cut. She can be, she can have a limb broken. She can be killed. And so that's the difference between, you know, she's not a superhero. She is, but she's not, you know what I mean? She, she's all of those things, but also human. And that makes the representation even more powerful you know, yeah. I would imagine if for black women in the 1970s, seeing her, you know, yeah. I love in that, in that black exploitation documentary I was talking about, they interview, um, I can't think of her first name, Tupac's mom. And she talks mm-hmm. about that representation and, yeah. you know, it just is like a black woman going to the movies in the 1970s and yeah. what it meant to see a normal woman taking her power and fighting back yeah. for her family. And yep. yeah. Oh. And and it also all those movies, they go through the care of showing like she's a sister to someone, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh she's somebody's best friend, you know, like she she's so so interwoven in the fabric of the community. And that makes you care because you know someone like her. Um you have a, a an aunt, you have a sister, you have a cousin. Um and so it makes her like so familiar but also also not you know what i mean because she is you know the the supercharged version of all those things it's so funny and jackie brown she we know nothing about her personal life really like they don't well, we do a little bit she does i mean she's kind of well we don't know if she has a family but we know we she lives alone we know she, she lives alone she's, she's a yeah, flight yeah, attendant she's, lon- she's lonely she's a flight attendant yeah mm-hmm. she's my siggies Okay, so can I just, I know that awards aren't important, but can I just get mad about them for a minute? Yes, please, always. Okay, because I, in the 90s, the Oscars were so important to me for some reason. And I, this year, made me so insane 
for two reasons. But if we want to talk about the 55th Golden Globes and we look at the best actress drama comedy, mm-hmm. right? Because out of those, we pick the Oscar nominees. Mm-hmm. This is the year where we have Kate Winslet for Titanic. We have Judy Dench for Mrs. Brown. Um, mm-hmm. And we have Pam is nominated in comedy, which, okay, as mm-hmm. are Julia Roberts for My Best Friend's Wedding and Jennifer Lopez for Selena. But I want to redo this category and give the nominees for Oscar to Judy Dench for Mrs. Brown, Pam Greer for Jackie Brown, um, Julia Roberts for My Best Friend's Wedding, Jennifer Lopez for Selena, and give Pam the award. And cut out oh, Ellen yes. Hunt, cut out Kate Winslet, don't need them. Sorry, Helen Hunt won for as good as it gets. <laughs> Stop. And also, I mean, the, she won the Oscar too, so. Yeah, what, like what? I mean, I don't, I, yeah. like with Pam Greer, with that last shot alone of when 110th yes. Street's playing and Pam Greer yes, is letting yes, you see yes. everything across Jackie Brown's face. And I just remember sitting there every time I'm like, is she going to cry? Is she going to like, I know, I know. Belie a little bit of emotion? Answer Listen. is maybe. She's like becomes this Rorschach test for your feelings Listen. of the movie. Okay. So, you know, I love like, okay, okay, okay. I'm, you know, I'm going to bring it back to All About Eve because all things come back to All About Eve. So, you know, I love an in-car close-up of an actress. Yes, yes. The in-car close-up of Pam Greer in Jackie Brown is sublime. Just sublime. everything. Yeah, she's finally letting you kind of see behind the curtain the whole time she's been like calculating and and like making sure that she's a step ahead of everybody and finally you're able to see like holy shit like what it took to do it and that it was it was a journey it was fucking hard and she got away with it and she's gonna win she's gonna win and it was hard oh Oh, my god it's so good it's so good so good yeah so i want to redo that award season also that's the year that joan cusack lost to kim basinger what the fuck, what? people? Oh, for LA uh, Confidential. No, LA Confidential. And Joan Cusack for In and Out in one of the great comedic performances <laughs> ever so on good. screen. Like, well, come I on. was that year, I was like 15, and I was like shouting at the TV, <laughs> like inconsolable, crying. Do you know how many times I've watched Funny Lady? <laughs> <laughs> Not even Funny Girl, right? Funny Lady, exactly. It's like even darker. Is everybody in this town gay? <laughs> Listen, she's in the new Homecoming. About... I really no. want to watch Homecoming. Have you seen it? The new Homecoming? Oh, no, I need to see it. No, it's got Queen Janelle Monet. And Queen, I know, and, and I know, Queen I Joan Cusack. Oh, we need to do it. We should Come on. Do it. If you're going to talk about Joan Cusack, though, you have to talk about Adam's Family Values. Oh, the, one on. of the greatest performances. She should have had Come the Oscar on. for that. Oh, well, my God. LaToya, La, my LaToya's middle name is Debbie. So. <laughs> yes, I love it. Okay, Debbie, LaToya, Debbie. Debbie. Miss Debbie. Oh, Miss oh Debbie. We need to do that. We've done a working girl episode, but we have not touched the third rail of Adam's family values yet. It's Come one of Jay's on. most it important is, pieces. It's one of my it most important really pieces. It really is. It's, it's seminal. Art. Come on. Yeah, it, is it is essential. It is perfect. Also, yeah. Queen um, Christina Ricci. Yes. Let Come me on, ask Angelica you. Houston. Come mm-hmm. on. Sorry. Sidebar. Sidebar. <laughs> well, I'll bring it back, greatest. though. Angelica Houston, who was very anti-POMS, which starred Queen Pam Greer. 
Which is a Wait, movie she was anti-poms? I love poems. I know. She, I know. She had it's some bullshit weird. quote about how she wasn't going to be in an old lady cheerleading oh, oh, movie. Sh- Listen, old women, can, old women can bite at each other a little bit still. Come on. <laughs> we, if we all can, we all can. Jackie um, Weaver came for her, though. I do want to ask you, Latoya. Oh, did get you, her, Jackie. Sorry. Latoya, did you follow yes. Pam to the L word? I did. I did. Yes. You know, I look, listen. First of all, I loved, I, I love Jennifer Beals. So mm-hmm. anything that she's in, I was like going to watch. But I was like, oh my God, they have Pam Greer and their sisters. This is like, come on. This is like gay heaven. Yeah. <laughs> like, but like, also as, like a, as a gay woman, like that's, the, that's like talking about representation. Yes. Like the yes, L yes, word yes. with The, the, the well, L Pam was, was so not seminal. Not she, her character was not. Unfortunately, she was not. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, her character is awesome. Like, um, and I loved that show because it was just there. Everything was like, wow! Like this is this is the life. This is what you can see. Um, and I loved that. I mean, it, her character kind of. We won't talk about the current season, but um, oh, something I bad happened to her character. Uh, something bad happened to Pam Grier's character. I was like, what? Why wouldn't you ask Pam Grier back? Like, what? maybe she couldn't get her, or maybe she, like, refused. Like, I don't know. But, like, while she was on the original run of The L Word, it was great to not only just see lesbian culture, but then also see uh, Pam Grier's character, who was straight, within that. Right. So you had bo- got both perspectives. And to just have that much Pam Grier, just to, like, have her, like, yeah. on a weekly basis. five years. Five years. Uh, I mean, that wasn't her first time in TV. She had done a, a show called Lynx, which was on a Showtime, which was kind of like Black Cheers. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, she had done that. The, who was the main guy in that? Who's that actor? Um. Oh my God, I can't remember. Um. But he, but she, but she. What was good about it was that I know uh, Tisha Campbell was also in it. Who would later? I, I think that was before she did uh, Martin. And so she right. and Tisha Campbell became like great friends on that show. Um, but uh, it was, it wasn't her first time in TV, but it was good to get to see a good dose of her on the L word. Um, and like I said, I loved her relationship with Jennifer Beals, which was pretty great to see both of them. I think she dates like a drag queen at some point in the show. Yeah, drag king, a, a drag, drag king, right? Drag king? King? <laughs> there was a drag king that liked her. Um, but then she dates uh, a straight drag queen too. It was oh my god, I, I can never that. remember this blonde this blonde woman. Uh sh- oh my god. I would have to look it up. See, I didn't know we were going into the L word, but yeah. I so, I took <laughs> it up. Well, I jumped over Bones, which Nick, have you seen Bones? I have well, you skipped over like Mars Attacks. You Mars skipped over Attacks. a bunch of stuff. Oh, oh, I saw I saw I Mars love Mars Attacks. Oh, she in Mars yes. Attacks? Yes. yes, she's so good in Mars Attacks. Whoa. She plays a, a mom and just trying to protect her kids while like the aliens invade. It's great mm-hmm. because I dropped Ghosts of Mars because yes, I saw that in the theaters. Oh, Who? So, come on, John Carpenter. John Hell Carpenter. Yes. It also is a, Escape it is from a LA. Ride. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, this it's stuff. a career that has been very, very up and down, as so many of our great divas are, because yeah. women are not treated appropriately in this industry and let alone black women are not treated appropriately in this industry and certainly haven't been for the last 40 years that Pam Greer has been coming back and thriving and surviving this crazy up and down career. But what I love about her is 
is that she straight up lives in Colorado. She like she has left Hollywood a bunch because she was just like, I don't like it here. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yes, this no, is super, yeah. so superficial. She's really she was really close to her grandfather. She constantly mm-hmm. talks about I think what is his name, Daddy Ray, um, and about the lessons that yeah. she learned. Like she's she has really maintained like a semblance of normalcy and. Um, just commitment to other ventures. Like I'm. Yeah. Well, she could always take it or leave it. Right. So she never, it was never like her end all be all. And she always felt good going back to Colorado because she could go back to, you know, ranch and horses and like nature and all those things that really, you know, fulfilled her, um, which was always great. Um, And she, come on. One of my favorite moments in my life was when Pam Greer followed me on Twitter. I was like, what? what? Yes, yes. Oh. So I live. I live. <laughs> you oh my saved God. Maybe she'll listen to this episode. <laughs> Maybe she'll listen. You just saved the tea. Oh, my God. Like, oh. I was like, the Pam Greer. Because you always got to say the. Uh, the Pam the Greer. Pam <laughs> Is she yes. at the Pam Greer? Not, uh, I think her handle is just Pam Greer. But I mm. just always in my mind say the Pam Greer. Because she's, come on, one of my idols. Oh, God. Wait. Um, have you seen those photos? She recently did a photo shoot of her, like, in the cowboy hat with all the turquoise. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. It's so beautiful. Her as a yeah. rancher is, like, a new sexy aesthetic that I'm obsessed with. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I think it's also because, you know, she would always talk about how she's a, a mixture of so many races. And so her father is black and her mother was Cheyenne. And so mm-hmm. she has uh, Native American blood and Chinese and Filipino uh, ancestry as well. And so... I love seeing her in the turquoise. It's such a nod to her heritage. I love mm. it. She's so gorgeous. And Latoya, so I'm sure you know that she just um, they uh, they just canceled the show that she was on that Dax Shepard joint, some whatever. Oh, fix, I don't know. How was, was it? What was it? Fixing they, some... they shot in like Wyoming or something. Yes, and she plays like a oh, shopkeeper. Man. But 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 Latoya, I'm telling you, she's free now. So. Her <laughs> Listen. I would be, please talk about blessed. My God, I would flip do backflips. Okay, I would be like, are you kidding me? Gosh, she also has a. She's also writing an autobiography that they're or did write one that they're turning into a biopic. Yes, yes, I heard she's trying to cast it too. She's got. Who do you think? Who would you cast? Well, she has an agent that found her. I can't remember who she was saying, but she, her manager for a long time, she called her gay Garrett gay fairy godfather who she also was like a second father to her he um represented her for years oh yeah the guy at apa and i'm trying yeah. To yeah. Who, yeah i'm trying to think of who she i can't remember i think she even i think i've even heard her say that she was casting herself i don't know she's really involved in it she should be you know one of the the next turns of her career she would always talk about how she would write scripts and that she had aspirations to direct i'm like what i wouldn't give to see a, a movie written and directed by Pam Greer. My God, mm. who, who that would be incredible. Like she has done so much work. Like I think forty year career. Like now, my God, like that would be a great next step for her. Um, it, and and almost in the next evolution, you know, to her career. It would also be yeah. It would just be right in line with this thing we we're talking about of her keep diving into new and deeper yeah. forms of her craft. Yes. You know? Yeah. And as an actor, you know this better than anyone. Like you are so used to getting notes and like you you know how to convey them once you're on the other side, you know, once you're directing. And so 
I feel like she would be excellent at it because she's excellent at everything she does. Yeah, and she has so much compassion and empathy. You yeah. Know? That's also why I'm hoping that all of this lip service we're saying about more women behind the camera, like, happens. Yeah. Because I yeah. love working for women directors. And just, like, the empathy, the the listening, the, like, mm-hmm. the lack of a bulldozing agenda. And, of course, this yeah. isn't true. Like, there are women who also do those things, you know. But, man, I... It's I've, rarer. It's rarer. Much rarer. Yeah. And the women that I've worked with behind the camera have been so much more collaborative. Absolutely. And, and the and set would... is just a better place to be. Yeah, so yeah. You make it a good environment. Is that we should make, I think what we're saying right is that we should make Pam Greer president of the world. <laughs> yes. Solve some of these issues. <laughs> solve some of them. Listen, we would be much better off than we are now because my she, God. She maybe didn't win Colorado Universe because <laughs> there's a whole universe in Colorado. But the universe president. The actual universe. She could be actual the universe. <laughs> yeah. I think could be run by Pam Greer. Actually, I really yes. do think that world would be so much better, honestly. Like, oh, so yeah. much better. Oof. Oh, oh okay. yeah, and then and let her be in more movies too. Like, oh, that's like, I know. Her in palms that that gave me so much joy. I was like, I that, that's the thing is that with your saying like, oh, I want to direct. I'm like, yeah, but she's like kind of getting into this funny business right now a lot, leaning into her funny business, and it's yeah. so good. She is the spark of life in so many things. Like, literally, Nick and I just watched something that we're going to be talking about soon after we talk. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. So on the Patreon, everyone uh, coming out, and just after this episode comes out, we're gonna have a whole episode on the really seminal film, Larry Crown. Which and when we say is the crown jewel she, of Larry Crown. She is in, yes. Yeah, and when we say film, mm, we mean that. Well, we mean it was shot, <laughs> and then it's and it's viewable. So I think just to let you know that when we it's talk about it, so that's what we mean when we say the word film. Is that it's going to be our first Patreon episode? And <laughs> what we're finding out is that sometimes the Patreon is for self harm. self-exploration i definitely thought about all of the things i've done to get to this point and what i can do afterwards to go from there so and this podcast is so much about what we love and who we're for that sometimes on the patreon when you pay a little extra and you come behind the curtain you get to hear about the things we're not so much for Yes. Maybe. But we're deaf, but no matter what, what if, but if Pam is in it, we're here for that. So if we get we're in here for like every second, second literally any anything she's in, I will watch for sure. I will listen to any content that is about her. So yes, she go to Patreon. Such joy. To she brings such joy. She ease, really does. Um, in, on 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 the screen, she's so comfortable in 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 all of these mediums. Uh, you can't um you can't get one on her. <laughs> because no. she's well, the fucking original badass so oh my god and you can see all of her badass movies there's this new uh site called brownsugar.com where they have like all the black exploitation movies like she mm-hmm. even talks about her mom her mom watching a lot of a lot of these movies um but it's a great way to support um the black actors of that time um, and the filmmakers of that time, which is incredible. And I swear, I'm not getting anything to plug this. I just oh, yeah, love no. Pam Greer so much. That's I just good. want everyone to Wait, so that's enjoy going to her brownsugar. work. Brownsugar.com. Yep, brownsugar.com. Oh, okay, well, you know you know how the episode ends, LaToya. Oh, so you've got no. your you've got your <laughs> phone, and, and Pam has opened her Twitter audio DMs to you. 
So, and she's going to listen to an audio DM from you. What, what would you just oh. say to Pam in this, oh my God. in July of 2020? Wow, that's too much. Oh my God. Um, I would just say that she is such a shining example of how to not just be a tremendous performer and actor and action star, um, but a really great human being. Because the summation of her life was not just about her art, but was about what, how she would impact people and how she would interact with people. And one of the things that she would always say in some of her interviews is that she loved her own light more than she loved being in the spotlight with someone who was trying to diminish her light. And so those are like lessons to, to live by, especially for women, but most importantly for, for black women is to have pride and belief in yourself um, no matter what. And I thank her for that. Don't, you're not going to make me cry like last time, but I truly do. I thank her for her work and her vision and for what she stands for, because she is not only a beautiful artist, beautiful person, but just, you know, someone to aspire to hashtag goals. <laughs> truly. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Pam Greer. Everyone get on your Pam Greer train. Like, go to brownsugar.com, yes. watch these movies, because they are fucking awesome. Well, yes, Trey, can I ask you so a question? Good. Yes. Will you come back? Yes, I would love it. Okay, so, see, now that's what I call a lawyer's trick. I'm a diva's lawyer. <laughs> now, we have that on record. So I can yes. bring that to court. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Because because talk about awards, you're going to start getting all of them. You're going to be getting the Oscars and the yes, Emmys. And the yes. and you're going to get all of them, Latoya. You're going to get all the good coming your way oh because you're one of the few shining lights in these Hollywood hills. And, um, oh, my God. You that are, is the truth. You are oh our, you are too our sweet. Thank you. You are we savant. You so we we turn to you, you for knowledge and truth and... We're just so happy for you, Latoya, and we're so happy that you get to shine some of this on us. Uh, thank you for thank being our you. first returner. We love you so much. Yeah, we love you. We hope your writing you. continues to be prolific during this at-home time that we're in. <laughs> yes, trying to get some work done, trying yeah. to be productive yeah. in the middle of the craziness. And everyone else listening, why don't you just download some back episodes of our podcast and then join our Patreon so you can hear about Larry Crown, you can hear about other yeah. things. This is the first <laughs> week of the Patreon. Um, we're coming to you with the good shit. So um, thanks for listening uh, like review like us subscribe do all those things thanks for uh, listening to the podcast we love you we love you thank you Latoya thank you everyone thank, thank, thank you Pam Greer thank you Pam Greer bye bye I was the third brother of five doing whatever I had to do to survive I'm not saying what I did was alright Trying to break out of the ghetto was a day-to-day fight. Being down so long, getting up didn't cross my mind. But I knew there was a better way of life, and I was just trying to find. You don't know what you do till you put under pressure. Cross 110th Street is a hell of a tester. Across 110th Street, pimps trying to catch a woman next week. Across 110th Street, push 